Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug. Of course, you are here for our weekly recap of week five of the NFL. If you are a first-time watcher, please make sure you like and share. If you are watching on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, the Sports Plug. And also, if you are listening to our podcast, please make sure you like on Anchor and also leave a couple of comments we're going to get straight into it, Ishmael. This Tuesday night football game, we haven't had one of these in about 70 years. That's what Man. they said. And it was a treat for a Titans fan like myself. And I'm going to be completely honest with people that's out here watching. I picked the Titans to lose the be- because I did. I picked, us, I picked us to lose because we have troubles with the Bills. And also, and also in recent years, we've had trouble with the Bills playing against them. And also, we were coming off of 16 days of inactivity of football. That was, that was the thing that I was mainly worried and concerned about is, how is this team going to perform and not having played a game in about two weeks? And I don't know about you-ish, but it looked like the Titans were a lot more hungrier than the Buffalo Bills tonight. Well, I mean, I definitely think that they were. Uh, you you bring up that point that they had a lot of time off, and it could go one of two ways. They could be really rusty, or they could come out really hungry, ready to play. You know, they missed the game. They want to get back in it, and that's exactly what they did. They came out. They were hungry. They were ready to play. They were sharp. They executed like they needed to execute. Um, I just want to continue to remind those folks at home. I I have already declared the Oilers will be winning the AFC South, and the Oilers went out on Tuesday Night Football, and they proved me right. I don't care. You can shake your head all you want to. I will refuse to refer to them as the Tennessee Titans. They are the Oilers to me, uh, especially with the state of the Texans. So the Oilers are going to AFC South because look at what they did with all that time off. They are hungry. They're out to prove a point. Tannehill is playing well. They got Derrick Henry, who it doesn't matter if he gets over 100 yards or not. He's going to bruise you to death, and your team ain't ready for it. So um, I definitely have to say they are a Super Bowl contender from the AFC. Uh, Speaking of Derrick Henry, he had another poster to his resume when it comes to slinging Josh Norman like a rag doll that he is with his dreads just swinging in the air. Ooh, man. Um, and he usually does that to Jacksonville Jaguar defenders on Thursday night football. But again, since it's a Tuesday night football, we had to go ahead and give it to y'all. And to be completely honest, this was a statement that the Tennessee Titans made on national television to let everybody know in the NFL, hey, we here. Yeah. We here. They're so, the real deal. The Oilers are the real deal. Y'all need to take note. So, hey, we we going to wait and see. But as of week five right now, we're still undefeated and we're looking real good. Still undefeated, man. They got the – it's the Texans next. You have the Texans next. And after that, you have the makeup game against the Steelers that was supposed to happen a week ago. So, these next you – know, the Texans game, that should be a win. Should be. Divisional game. We saw what happened with the Raiders and Chiefs. We'll get into that shortly. Oh, yeah. But – 
But the Titans, another test they have in the next in two weeks will be the Steelers. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out as well. And speaking of the Steelers, I have a uh, big fan of the Steelers that's, that's checking out the show, Mr. James Jennings. He says, "Who's picking up Bell? We'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that real shortly. We will." And uh, Thursday night football. Let's go ahead and talk about that as well. Buccaneers versus the Bears. This is one of the picks that I I, I I thought this I thought the Bucks were gonna go ahead and squeeze this out, but the Bears, Nick Foles. Seems like Nick Foles has his number on Tom Brady. What is going on over there? I mean, my goodness, man. The Bears have to be the ugliest four and one team <laughs> I have ever seen. I don't know how they keep doing this. I mean you know, we always talk about teams finding a way to win. They just find a way to win. The Bears are the epitome of that team this season. They find a way to win. How? I don't know. I just, I'm waiting for them to start losing and just go away. But for some reason, they keep coming back and they keep winning these games. Um, it was ugly. I'm not even going to lie. To me, the game was just straight ugly. I, I mean, I, the way the game looked in the beginning, I thought the Bucks were, I want to say run away with it, but at least win by a touchdown, 10 points, and Buccaneers just didn't capitalize on the opportunities that they had, and they just kept the Bears in the game, and Nick Foles did what he does and, and found a way, like you said, to win the game. Man, I mean, I don't even know. Tom Brady um, – like again, and I'm gonna keep saying it week in and week out. Everybody was talking about Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Yeah, I understand they got some time that they need to gel. He's got to gel with the receivers. They got a lot of people that have been hurt, and then they come back, and then they're mm -hmm. hurt. Um, they were missing a lot of receivers, um, top wide receivers. Mike Evans wasn't even 100. Yep. Um, so I mean, yeah, there are some excuses there, but when you're in the goat conversation. I just expect you to win a game like that. Like, to lose this game to the Bears, I don't know, man. Well, let's be real. I mean, football, it's not like basketball where we can talk about LeBron being in a situation like this. It's a little bit different. You know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. It is what it is. You did only put up 19 points in that game. Uh, so, again, that is something on the offense that they have to figure out. They scored 10 points in the first quarter. Every other quarter since after the first was, was field goals. So that's something on the offensive end that Tom Brady's going to have to address. But on the defensive side of the ball, hey, you give up 20 points as a defense, you know, you you're, you're in a, you're, I mean, yeah, you're, you're in the game, you know. So especially if you have an offensive firepower like you do with Tampa. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things that they're, they're going to have to address, and we'll see what happens next week, right? All right. Panthers and Falcons. This was a um, this was one of those games where you would think again, divisional game. Maybe Atlanta would finally get a win. Panthers were were kind of you don't know what we don't know what Panthers team would show up, and it looked like the Dan Quinn it looked like the Dan Quinn watch finally showed up, and that was Dan Quinn's final game as the head coach for Atlanta Falcons because after that game that they lost to the Panthers. Atlanta Falcons went ahead and fired Dan Quinn. And the GM. Um, in, the, the, in the GM, yes, sir. I'm going to have to go ahead and give you your props. I don't do it very often, but I'm going to give you your props now. You did, I think it was last week, you predicted that if they lost to uh, Carolina that he would be out. And yeah. I said, nah, he'd at least make it to the bye week. He's out. I mean, that was a good call. You lose a, you lose a divisional game like that, man. It's, it's a wrap. 
I mean, I don't know. I I think that they I don't think that they were playing poorly in those games before that they lost. It was just a fourth quarter fall. Like they just were falling apart. But but that's the thing though, and I understand what you're saying, but that it starts from the Super Bowl here in Houston when you give up a twenty five point lead and you've been the butt of jokes, the twenty eight to three jokes for years now. And not just that game, you've now had uh, two games now this year where you've had 20-point leads and lost now? Yeah. You have to do something, as Arthur Blank has shown already, you have to do something to change up that locker room because what's going on right now is not working in Atlanta. And, and And we'll touch on this a little bit later. I agree. I think this move is more so a move to bring in a new voice. I think it's... It's that time now where you feel like maybe a new voice is needed. Because, um, you know, we hear the same old, same old rhetoric. It, it, it's, it's tone deaf. It goes in one and out the other, especially when you're losing. It's yep. not fun. It's not fun. Not responding. But um, so I, I understand. I didn't think that they looked horrible, but they didn't look good. Uh, only 16 points. So it is what it is. But let me just say this. I was I was saying last week I'm a little bit uh, on the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, we got to say something about this man. Teddy Fine. two gloves and I mean finding a way to win. He is a winner. They got uh, Matt Rule, his first year coaching the NFL, and he's got this team responding now. Uh, three and two, they're tied for first in the NFC South. Um, should. The NFC South be taking notice of the Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's not playing. Not not this year. And just like you said, just McCaffrey's out for the rest of the year. If they had him, the conversation might be a little bit different. But you do have pretty good receiver, Robbie Anderson on the side. He's he's playing really well. He's coming um, and been balling. Moore's out there playing really well for the Panthers. But again, I just don't think that they have enough talent. Compete with the Saints and the Buccaneers, but who knows? Maybe somebody from Tampa goes down. Maybe somebody from the Saints go. You have Michael Thomas situation going on right now in New Orleans. We don't know how that situation is going to pan out. So you know, who knows? You know, might have like I said, you might have a situation in Carolina where you you wasn't expecting anything this year. This was a rebuild year. And all of a sudden, you might be in a playoff situation, extra playoff spot this year. So, who knows? We'll have to keep our eye out on on the Panthers. And again, like I said in the in the episode last week, we have to wait till about week eight, week nine to figure out how these teams are are looking and you know separating themselves from other teams. Yep. Speaking of teams that should have separated themselves in this game, the Raiders and the Chiefs going into this game. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I had a lot of Chief fan, Chief friends that were saying, "Hey, this was an easy win. This is the Raiders. This we're not worried about them." I stated and I picked the Raiders to win this game. I got called crazy, but hey, when when you person gets called crazy, the person that gets called crazy gets to have the last laugh. And as we can see, <laughs> while issues over there crying, but it's okay. It's one game. Would you like to speak upon this game, sir? I mean, I'm just crying because, you know, that was our perfect record. It's just gone, but uh, it's uh, – hold on, hold on. Please have to go. Please I got to collect myself. I got to collect myself. Collect yourself. No, it's all right. We had to give you all one. 
We mm-hmm. we gave we gave everybody in the league one. It's cool. We're coming uh-huh. back. Patrick, all you did was light a fire under Patrick and Andy. They're gonna bring a bunch of new gadgets for y'all that you never seen before. And we're gonna continue lighting y'all up. All right. I mean, we still scored 32 points. It's a division rival. Gave up 40, but keep going. You, you know everybody, everybody the Chiefs play this year. Is going. This is their Super Bowl, especially for the Raiders. Let's be honest. This okay. is the Raiders Super Bowl. So we still not taking the Raiders seriously right now. No, I'm not taking them seriously, man. I'm okay. not taking the Raiders seriously. We have to wait and see. We just have to wait and see with I the mean, Raiders. I, me, they lost last week to the to the uh, to the Patriots. Um, I'm not saying that's an, a game they should have won, mm-hmm. but if you want to have the rest of the NFL take you seriously. You go into Foxborough, you come out with a win, we look at you a lot differently from being the Patriots and then now the Chiefs. Then, we, then people look at you a little bit differently. But with this win, like you said, people are still maybe skeptical. So the Raiders are going to have to go out there and continue to win and prove everybody else wrong. Yes, they got to keep winning. I mean, I will say this, though. They do have the right formula to win a championship. And it is looking – it's starting to look more and more like that Tampa Bay team that John Gruden – Oh, Lord. Here we go. Hey, I'm just saying. They got Josh, um, they got Josh Jacobs back there who is running hard. He is running that rock. The defense got this attitude about them like they really want to go out there and they want to lay some people out. They want to play hard. Um Hardball. They they got this, you know, that Raider swag back. I feel like John Gruden has brought that Raider swag back for them. So they got the pieces in place. My only thing is, there's always this talk about the Raiders, and everybody's always like, "Oh yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders, Raiders," and then they never live up to it, right? So yeah, that, yeah. I'm still skeptical about it. Not to mention, you got Derek Carr, who it's like night and day with Derek Carr. One day, one game, Derek Carr looked like he can be the MVP of the league in the a league. A like league, fool. So <laughs> he looked like he need to be playing Pop Warner for real. So he yeah. looked like he looked more like a uh, David Carr instead of Derek. Yeah, Carr. So, yeah, yeah. So um, with him, if he's more consistent, maybe I, I can see it. If he's more consistent, he'll he'll win me over. But for right now, I ain't trusting him. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's just it's been the up and downs with Derek Carr. I just I, when you want to believe in him, is he lets you down, and then when you just want to throw him away, here he comes again. It's like so you know with Derek Carr, we we have to wait. We just wait and see, man. It's it's the Raiders. Like I said, man, just wait and see on them. The Chiefs. This is just a road bump. They'll be all right. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. About it. Um, but I'll say this. I will say this before we go on to the next game. I know you watched that game, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. There were plenty of passing plays that Patrick Mahomes was throwing just boo-boo passes because of his footwork. And I know you probably saw that, but there were a lot. There were a couple of air apparent throws. He's not throwing every pass beautiful like, like he's supposed to. There were a lot of throws because the Raiders were in his face and were causing him to make ill-advised throws. And I think that's something to look forward, look looking forward to, because if if you have teams like the Titans or the Ravens that apply that type of pressure on him to make sure that he doesn't run, you know, stay in the pocket, stay in, and and move the pocket out, and and just go ahead and not hit him, but just make him off balance and throwing, that can cause a couple of turnovers. So we have to just wait and see. Right, Andy is about to bring right. some stuff y'all ain't never. We just seen. have to, we just have to wait and see. All right. Speaking of seeing things we ain't never seen before, um, 
another winless season from the Jets. Trust me, we see that all the time. The yeah. Cardinals and the Jets. Uh, this game went out went the way that I'm pretty sure most people thought it would go. The Cardinals would have won and won this game. Um, the biggest news out of this game is pretty much the release of Le'Veon Bell from the New York Jets. Yep. That happened about a couple of hours ago. If you have not heard yeah. about that. Le'Veon Bell is now a free agent and is, and is on the market. So let's go back to James Jennings' uh, question. Who is picking up Bell? Uh, this one is a tough one for me, only because there are a lot of moving factors here, right? Is he going to be humble enough to take a smaller contract? I mean, probably at this point. Um did the the drama that went on in New York did it do enough damage to him that um people are gonna be kind of scared of picking him up? I don't know. What teams are really running back needy at this point? That's what I'm trying to think. Um I, 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 the only team that honestly I can think of off the top of my head that is actually in contention to really do something, maybe the LA Chargers. They need a running back, but the question is, will they actually give him the money to to go out there? Like not, you said, are they going to take a pay cut? He's not going to want to go to L.A. LA's, the Chargers currently sit one and four. I doubt he's going to any team that's not a contender, right? They still they still have an opportunity to do something in the AFC. They can still make a run. So, right? We don't know yet. Uh, James Jennings said, what about Casey? Honestly, okay. I don't, I don't so, see that happening. I but. wanted that to happen last year when they first started talking about trading him at the trade deadline. I was a big, like, I was all on that bandwagon of Le'Veon Bell to Casey. I was like, dude, we should trade a second round pick, a first round pick. I don't care. As long as that man come to Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but well, we went in like 10 Super Bowls in a row. Um, but with the draft, I don't think that's happening. You don't need them. I, I think that with you don't want to bring in somebody like that's going to disrupt. That's going to disrupt the running back group that you already have right now. So. I don't think you do that uh, for Kansas City, and that's the only reason why for me I'm struggling. Let me, but let me kick a man while he's down real quick. Bill O'Brien. Oh Lord. <laughs> you went and traded DeAndre Hopkins. To the Cardinals for David Johnson when you could have just waited and got Le'Veon Bell for free. Great GM, great Houston. Let that sink in for you. We gonna let that sink in for you. I I had to kick him while he was down because this is just I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but yet again, proof that what he traded DeAndre Hopkins for was completely asinine. Well, that's here nor there. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. And the question that Lorenzo Guy has is when are you guys going to talk about esports? And to answer that, that will be on another segment when we talk about esports, not, <laughs> not on the recap of the NFL. But we talk about esports. I got you, Lorenzo. Appreciate you. Speaking of battles like you do in esports, like you have right here in the Battle of Pennsylvania. Just want to make sure I say that correctly because I did not want to say Pittsburgh. <sighs> Battle of Pennsylvania. Yep. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. That went. That game went the same way as I expected it to go. Um, the big highlight of that game, of course, Chase Claypool with the four touchdown game, one rushing, right. three touchdowns. But 
I will say this. Let's have a but right quick because a lot of people were saying, hey, this guy is the next guy. Hey, this guy is this. Hey, this guy is that. Let's hold on. Can we? That's all I'm saying. Can we? Can we give this guy two games, three games, four games, yeah, a full season? Like, can we wait a second? Because I went back and watched the plays that he scored touchdowns on. Busting. What? Not even just that. One of the plays was a was was a a a, um, a, a flare route off to the left side for four yards. Another one was a I, I want to say a ten yard route uh, a ten yard slant route for a touchdown, and the other one that he had was a seam on a busted coverage up the middle. Which again, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking I'm not taking anything that he did away, but it'd have been different if he had a four if he had a forty yard touchdown run or he if or a, t- a touchdown pass and you know for a beautiful catch grab and then also spin you know do do some do different things to where I can say you know what this guy. Is going to be amazing, but had a great game. You cannot take anything away from him because he is he accomplished things that uh, I, I think they said a rookie hasn't accomplished in sixty years. So again, you cannot take that away from him. I just want to see more. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little too early to go ahead and crown him the heir apparent. Uh, there's the comment I was waiting for. I know. Uh, I, yep. Yep. Yeah. I was well, good old, good old Christine Robert show checking in on the broadcast. Uh, great Eagles fan. She says Eagles put up the most points they have yet, but also gave up the most points yet. Yep. Good old Eagles for you. Uh, I was wondering if she was tuning in because I really want to ask, when is it time to just give up on the Eagles this year? At, at what point? <laughs> At what point do we just kind of look at ourselves? Now you know they ride, they ride, and they oh, die know. with their eagles. Know you know how they're eagles, but I mean, at at some point you just gotta be realistic, and it just doesn't look good. Just know I that mean, hey, this season might be a wrap. They did score a lot of points, but they gave up a ton of points, and um, the wide receiver, the wide receiver group, man. <laughs> look, I say this, George, oh, uh, 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 Greg, uh, Greg Ward. Greg Ward out here balling. Shout out to Greg Ward, five I mean, foot Greg ten, balling. Is he got to carry the team. I mean, yeah, you ain't lying. I mean, he like their go to receiver. I, I think Greg. Hey, I think Greg Ward carrying the team more than Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm ready. I'm here, Christine. I just want to say this. I'm all here for the conversation. We are ready to start having that conversation of should Jalen Hurts get his chance. Ooh. I'm all here for that conversation. That'll be about week eight. That'll be about week eight. Again, depending on depending on the record that the Eagles have by week eight. Well, we might, see, we might see a change at quarterback. I don't think it depends on their record. I think it depends on the rest of the division. Because the only reason why people aren't as upset yeah. with them is because the rest of the division is complete garbage. So I mean Well, that's that's something Christine said as well. Tusha says when the rest of the division is what it is, there's no giving up. This is very true. Um, she also said Travis Fulham, uh, you know, but also as well. Oh, yeah. He played. He played well, and he I did. He's gonna keep doing that. He did play well. Um, I don't know, but I'll say this. I'll say this, and we'll get into the, we'll get into this game, of course, shortly as well with the Cowboys. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Maybe the Cowboys might look a little bit better with Andy Dalton than they did with Dak. We have to wait and see. I'm not saying that game, you know, made me say, "Oh yeah," but I'm saying it's it's because Andy Dalton's able to throw the ball a little bit farther than Dak. It might open some things up. So we have to see how the red. Because remember, the red rifle, Andy Dalton, 
he's been he's unfortunately had to play for a team that let's be real they don't care about going to playoffs every year like that now this is the first time Andy Dalton has a stable of horses besides a, oh, besides man. AJ um AJ Green and now he can hand the ball and Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm, all I'm saying is the for the Cowboys it's not over for them at all because they lost Dak. And again, we'll get into that shortly, but you know, hey, the the Eagles they have some uphill climbing to do. I I know you keep saying week after week, hey, the division is wide open. Hey, the division is wide open. Okay, if the Cowboys keep on winning, the division is not going to be wide open anymore. That door going to shut quickly, real quickly. All right, Rams versus Washington, another game that pretty much went the way that it went. Uh, and my bad. Before we get on to this game, Christina asks, uh, are the Steelers a real contender this season? Honestly, yes. Um, yes, they are. Yes, um, I, I think they are. Their defense has to get a, a little bit better as well. Uh, but for the most part, hey, I don't hey, think I'm, so. Hey, I I'm just from what I from what I've heard from Steeler fans, they said it's the defense has to get better. Just, well, I mean, of course you when you got a defense that's giving up 29 points to the Eagles, uh, you're gonna say your defense needs to get better. But at the end of the day, with Big Ben tossing that rock around like he did um this past week if that if that continues and you know juju starts to show up uh they get a little more consistent from the running backs uh they got like a stable of backs that they're using right now mm. i mean my goodness also we were just talking about Le'Veon bell if Le'Veon decides to go back to pittsburgh where he knows the offense mike Tomlin, he's not going back to pittsburgh Hey, there were talks about it at the at the trade. This is true. This is true. They they would take back Le'Veon Bell before they take back a, uh, AB. Goes back to Pittsburgh. My goodness, that offense could go back to being that's scary. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and again, before we before we get back to the Rams Rams versus Washington, she said they've played no one great yet. It doesn't that's matter. True. You play, and this is true. But also, you play who you who you play on your schedule. We have to wait and see when when Pittsburgh play the Ravens in their division. We'll see how that game goes. So we'll, we have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. And we'll, again, we'll wait and see. Like I said, Rams going back to Rams versus Washington again. This game went the way that it went. Uh, unfortunately for uh, Kyle Allen, who we talked about in previous episodes, he ends up getting hurt. And insert Alex Smith finally is able to play a game in last two years, of course, having to come back from his broken leg and also almost losing his life due to the infection that he had from recovering from his broken leg. So, of course, it was a great feel-good story for everybody that's involved. But from the athletes that I know, for somebody like yourself and watching guys like Ryan Clark talk about it and Jeff Saturday, we all felt the exact same way. We were happy for him, but... I was scared to death because I was worried. I was worried about him getting hurt again, especially when you have to go against a guy like Aaron Donald the first time you come back. Like, and Aaron got Aaron Donald got him twice. So, I mean, you could tell there's definitely anybody who's had like a major injury on your leg or anything like that. It's you're you're not comfortable. You're not comfortable with people around your legs yet. Like full game speed, it's one thing to come back and practice or even do like scrimmage in in practice, but to be in the game going full game speed. It's totally different. Like, that's one of the things that makes me nervous about this for him. It's just like when people start flying in, you know, coming at his legs, how is he going to react? Is he going to be favoring it too much? 
I don't know. I was really nervous about that. To be honest, I was I was happy for him, but I was more so just nervous and terrified. Like, you know, I really hope everything goes all right. The offensive line there is terrible. So it's like it's not like you're putting him behind somebody that's going to block for him. Uh, pretty much he's going to have a lookout block every time he drop back to pass. So I hope Kyle Allen comes back, even though he didn't rightfully deserve the job anyway. But whatever, that's for another discussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and before we wrap this this uh, topic up, Christine again asks, Jalen Ramsey, dirty hit or not? I don't know if you saw the hit. I didn't see the hit, so I don't know if I can. I can't and I answer that. What about you, Ish? Mm, I didn't necessarily think it was dirty, but I could definitely see where people would say it was. I didn't see it. I had to go back and watch it again. Bengals versus Ravens. Again, another game that went the way it went. My stupid self, uh, this was a weekend where I felt like it would be a lot of upsets, and this was one of them that I picked. And it did not go the way that I wanted it to go because I picked the Bengals, and I'm stupid. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, the Ravens pretty much showed up and did what they were supposed to do. They came out there um, at, at the bank, secured the secured the bag, beat that ass, and went back home and, and, and got them some crabs. You feel you like how you like that hot rhyme, that hot fire for you, that die line. That's die line for you. It was alright. Okay. Yeah, I know you like that. All right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know why you picked against Lamar Jackson. I don't I, I honestly because again, I, I had the Chiefs losing. I had a couple other ups I had the 49ers. Not that don't really count as an upset, but I had other I had the I had the Seahawks losing as well. So I was like, maybe maybe Lamar might slip up as well. This might be a game where they might, you know, again division rivals. I thought they might slip up. The Ravens said, no, not today. No, not 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 with the Bengals. I mean, um, there are only a couple teams really that I would probably, if if the Ravens were going up against, I would pick against them. Possibly the Steelers, definitely the Chiefs, uh, the Oilers. Um, but outside of that, I mean. I don't know what else Lamar has to do to prove to everybody that that offense is the real deal. Uh, yeah, still got proved to me. Still got proved to me, but I, I think you just at this point you just don't. I'm what? And what? Say what you want. So you can say what you want. I got. I already have two examples of what you cannot do in the playoffs so far. So again, when That's you able to prove, well, I don't care about the regular season no more for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson already put himself at a pinnacle to where we don't care about his regular season success no more. Now it's playoffs, playoffs and Super Bowls. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't, you're not necessarily okay. Wrong, then but what, I don't care about what he's doing, Rexy. He can go sixteen and zero. If you lose that first game in the pro season, guess what? It don't mean nothing. I, you can't hold. You can't hold. Like if if he lose to the Oilers, how you gonna hold that against him? Uh, because you are the supposed to be the best quarterback. You the MVP. You this. You that. Come on now, show up. You playing a team, dude. They run the ball. The Ravens run the ball a lot. The Oilers run the ball a lot. The clock is gonna run. You don't get as much of a chance to have an a, a impact on the game. And with Derrick Henry on the other offense, I mean, I can understand teams losing. That's why I never. You see what I'm doing? It's tick tock tick. Talk because I hear is bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you better you got coaches, you get you got coaches that get paid a lot of money, you got players that get paid a lot of money to show up when it's time to show up. I don't want to hear. And Ravens don't get no excuses. Ravens don't get no excuse for me. That argument for him. All right, I'm just trying to make that argument for him. Nope, nope, not for me. 
Nope. And people can say I'm, I'm mean or I'm, I'm hater or whatever. They can say what they want. At the end of the day, your record is your record. Hey, he's 8-1 and one against AFC North opponents. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And he's 0-2 in the playoffs. And that's what I'm going to say. All righty then. Fair Speaking enough. of people that be 0-2 in the playoffs, the Jaguars and the Texans. This was the first game since Bill O'Brien's firing, which we talked about last week. So if you want to go check that episode out. Seems like the Houston Texans finally had some fun playing football this past weekend. Starting with JJ Watt, he had a really good game. I mean, it to be honest with you, it doesn't look like he's coming off of surgery. Like no, he he all. looks really good. And this is coming from a Titans fan. JJ Watt looks really really good. Uh, Deshaun Watson, it, it, of course, this was what happens when you're able to keep him upright and he's not on his back all the time. Of course, was able to lead the team. To a, to a win, and also the receivers finally showed up. You, you yeah. know, so everybody finally had a complete game for the Texans. They finally were able to get a win against a division rival, which was much needed. And for the Texans, next week they play against the Titans. So if they want to keep this momentum going and maybe say to everybody, hey, we can, we can come out of the depths of 0-4, prove it next week. You play the Titans next week. You can upset upset them at home. They play in Tennessee. We have to wait and see what happens with the Texans. But the Jags, again, another loss. Started on one and zero, zero four cents. So I mean, it looked good to start off with. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the Texans are a perfect example of just needing a new voice in the locker room. Um, they came up. They played for Romeo. Um, they did what they needed to do. Uh, you could tell everybody was out there playing. Uh, I mean, it was like a weight had been lifted off the team. Like, yeah, was no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, flying around, making plays. Uh, it looked like they were genuinely having fun. Have fun. So, yeah. I mean, I could see, I could see an upset next week against the Oilers only because it is a divisional game. Uh, expect them to be up for that game. It's going to be important for them. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. The big key that you mentioned for me is the receivers stepping up because up until this point, all you had seen was Will Fuller. Uh, you signed Randall Cobb for all that money. He hadn't been doing anything. You signed, and of course, Mr. Cooks wasn't yep. doing nothing. The fact that Brandon Cooks had the game that he had, that was big time. Um, Randall Cobb got in the mix a little bit. Uh, Will Fuller, of course, still doing what he does. Um, mm. but I think Will Fuller and Fuller, in order for him to be effective, he needs a number one opposite of him to help him with that. Um, and I think, I mean, because of the way, because of the position that he plays, which is mainly slot, he's yeah. going to be a number two. Like, yeah, and it's not, and it's not because he's not. I, don't, I, I honestly think he could be a number one, but he fits better as a number two and let a guy like Brandon Cooks help take the top off you to help you sit underneath routes and whatnot. And then again, Will Fuller's pretty fast to where you could do the opposite for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So it definitely does work. And I, I heard in the broadcast on paper, this wide receiver core looks really good. It really does. But, and also with the add in the tight end with fails, the, the wide receiver core is really good. It's just, it's the offense. Really. The offensive line, you oh, know, man. not keeping Deshaun Watson. He leaves the NFL in sacks, and I'm pretty sure, of course, with with uh, pressures as well. But um, 
you have to help. If you have to have an extra blocker, a running back to chip, you if you have to keep Watson upright so that he can keep the Texans in games. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm hearing that Watson's going to have input on the next coach. He's already yeah. given yeah. an endorsement for Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs, which, like you, like I said last week, I'm all for that. I would love to see that happen. It's not going to happen. Um, I know. I, I I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is going to want to come to Houston. Uh, He's not. not. I I think this season is pretty much a wash. You're just looking for your next coach. Um, so for me in the Texans, I'm just going to continue talking about who they're going to bring in as the next coach. I'm not even really worried about this season for them. Uh, I didn't think I, they were making the playoffs. I still don't think they're making the playoffs. I'll say this as a as a as Eric Bieniemy. If I am watching this as full scope of things, don't get me wrong. I think it would be a really cool opportunity to be able to go to Houston and pretty much have Deshaun Watson be your version of Patrick Mahomes, right? But when you look at the grand scheme of things for the Texans, because of Bill O'Brien, again, we're not going to beat a dead horse. They've put the Texans in such a big hole for the future that it's just so much work that you have to do that as a coach – it's not just you as, oh, I, I'm going to put these X's and O's. No, the general manager that comes in, he has to make sure that he hits on these picks for the draft, free agent, all that stuff to make sure that you're able to bring this team back to where it needs to be. But here's the great thing about it. At least you have a franchise quarterback to start off with. That yeah. is the best thing about it. Years, You got years to dig yourself out of this hole that Bill O'Brien has dug for you. So. Like I said, I love the idea of Eric Bieniemy coming, but for him, I wouldn't want him to come because I think whoever takes this job, GM or head coach, you set up for failure. It's going to be a bad spot, and unless the team, the unless ownership um, is willing to give you a couple of years and understand that there's going to be this struggle, like you're going to have good performances, you're going to have bad performances, but you're probably not going to compete um, to you know win a championship for a while. So what you're saying is pretty much get that John Gruden deal, baby. Ten mil, or ten ten years, ten a hundred mil, right? Are you saying go yeah, ahead and get that deal? If you if you can get that, tens on tens on tens. I see, I see. All right, let's go ahead and get on to the next game. Dolphins and 49ers. Uh, I think this was a game that that surprised people not because of the win, but the way that they won. I picked the Dolphins going into this game because, like we talked about in previous episodes. This Dolphins team is a really good team on both sides of the ball and coached well by Brian Flores. It just they've had games where they just unfortunately just didn't come through. But this team that I've I've seen with the Dolphins from week one to week five, they have nothing but fun. They they rally behind Fitzmagic. The defense is stout. The running game is there. It's just they're missing a couple of pieces and it's just it is what it is you can't you can't add it right now but for right now what they are doing they are building and this is a year one they're building for what could happen by year three where we are actually seriously taking the Miami Dolphins as a serious contender in the AFC yeah, I definitely think they started building that culture last year this is a continuation of that yes, yes. Um, they have They've proven that they're they love that underdog role. They love to come out and and beat on these teams that people think are just gonna come in and whoop them. Uh, 
Honestly, uh, I wasn't really shocked by how well the Dolphins play because I think they play well every week. I think when you watch the Dolphins, they don't really have horrible games. It's just that they don't quite know how to win. I agree. Yet. I, I think agree. They either come out and they beat on people or – you know, they play a close game and they find a way to, you know, make that mistake to lose that game because they just don't know how to win those games yet. I think they're learning how to do that. And once they learn how to do that, the Dolphins could be real contenders in the AFC East. Um, But for me, the story of this game was how horrible Jimmy Garoppolo played. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Goodness, that was horrible to watch i was watching that game and i mean pick after pick after pick it was disgusting the throws were bad uh, now let's now let's remember he is still coming back from an ankle injury so they did say true. they did say that you know because of that is his planting ankle that he probably doesn't still have the comfortability of sitting back in the pocket just like we talked about with alex smith previously that's something that I definitely feel like was was hindering Jimmy Garoppolo when it comes to passing the ball in that game. I mean, I agree, but when you're playing in a division that has um, Seattle, who is still undefeated, which we'll get to later on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can't afford it. You just can't afford these kind of games. Um, and I know the backup quarterbacks aren't that great either, so it's not like you could sit him and wait for him to be 100%. But I'll say this. The, the backup quarterbacks he did better, he's, he's pretty decent. He's not horrible, yeah, he but he can at least manage the game if he doesn't do the more than he needs to do. I so. mean, I agree, and I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how. We we'll have to wait and see with the. I, I'm be yeah. honest with you too. With with, the, with a lot of their guys already on season-ending IR because IR is different this year. You could be on IR and come back after three weeks, but Joey Bosa and and a couple other guys that are on season-ending IR, I don't see them really competing this year. I think they they do what they can do this year and reload for next year. I agree. All right, this was to me this Colts and Browns game. Coming into this, coming into this week five was one of the games you have to watch because I wanted to see. I'm serious because I wanted to see both teams and who was going to show up. There was a lot of hype on the Colts when they won their games or whatnot. They lost last, the walk a week before, but this was a game for them to come in and try to redeem themselves and take you know for us to take them seriously. And this was a game for the Browns to say. Hey, to show everybody, hey, we can still, we're still out here winning. We're, you know, don't take us as a joke. And I, because not just because the Browns won, but the way that they won, they definitely put a statement out there to the rest of the league because this is the first time they've been four and one since Bill Belichick has coached this team. And the last time Bill Belichick coached this Cleveland Browns team, they took them to the playoffs. I'm not saying that they, the Browns, are gonna go to playoffs, but hey, five and one right now. You're sitting pretty decently. You still have, of course, the Ravens and Pittsburgh in your division. So we have to wait and see how this goes and plays out. But in the locker room and how everything is feeling right now in Cleveland, I'm pretty sure this, this is a lot better feeling feeling being 4-1 and one instead of being 1-4 and four, uh, last year and, and having temper tantrums coming out of OBJ and whatnot. Um, I mean, 
I don't know why you thought this was a must-watch game. I don't find the Colts that entertaining. Well, it's a must-watch game because the Colts are coming in with the best defense. You have the Browns with the best running rushing offense. And again, you have two teams coming in here trying to show everybody that, hey, we are two good teams. Take us seriously. And as of right now, the Browns are taken more seriously than the Colts. So that's why I felt like this was a game, if you like old school football, because, again, this is one of those games where if this was in 1960, you have Jim Brown versus Johnny Unitas. You know, this is one of those games where it, it, it could have it, it been um, real dirty because of the running attacks. But it seemed like the Browns, like they have a formula. Kareem Hunt, we talked about him last week. He's looking real good out there. I mean, so my thing is, I didn't think it was a must-watch game only because you got Phillip Rivers, who's the quarterback for the Colts. Um, he's a pick machine. That's the only reason why I'd be interested to watch, to see how many picks he potentially throws. Um, and the Browns, I mean, they just run, like you said, old-school football. They are a run-heavy team. And really, it's up to Baker Mayfield not to mess it up. Mess up the game. Yeah. Like, he, he threw two picks this game. But he also threw a couple of passes. That if it was for Jarvis Landry, it would have been off the off of a linebacker's head. Or, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But That's what I'm saying. I mean, really, it's up to Baker. Here's the thing. Everybody wants Baker Mayfield to be like this gunslinger. Want to be that Brett, Brett Favre. They pretty much want him to be this generation Brett Favre. Really, all they need him to be is the Alex Smith. Like, dude, just don't throw picks when y'all do throw the ball. I understand you got Jarvis Landry. I understand you got OBJ. But in reality, that's not the offense that you are. But you know how it is, though. Playing, playing Alex Smith football, that's not sexy. It's not. You and know, that's not, that's not something that gets you on SportsCenter. So that's the reason why certain ple- certain people don't want to do the basic things. You know, that's the reason why people like a Tim Duncan is so um, is so admired because he was the big fundamental. He, he worried about the fundamentals of the game. That's what made him great. There There's some people out here that just don't want to do the small things Dude, to make them to a great player. I get that. I get that argument. But what what people need to understand, especially people who are looking in at the Browns and wanting them to be like this pass heavy. Oh, let's throw it to OBJ and Jarvis Landry all the time. When you got Nick Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt and you're good at running the ball like that. You really, all you need is Baker Mayfield not to mess that up. Like, just don't mess it up. Let's run the ball, run people to death. And really, you could do what the Oilers do with Derrick Henry and get towards playoff time. Dude, I'm going to, I will not call them the side. Stop calling them that. Oilers. Um, You just got to wait till playoff time and just run these two dudes. You don't even have Nick Chubb right now. And you still had Kareem Hunt run 20 for 72 yards. I mean, Jeez, you can keep pounding it with that dude until Nick Chubb come back. And then when you got the two dudes back, it's, yes. it's going to be up to how they play. But, again, it's going to be up to how they play against Pittsburgh, like you said, and Baltimore. Baltimore. Pittsburgh yeah. and Baltimore. And you got to do something against them. Even if you win one and you lose the other, with an extra wild card spot, you could potentially get three teams from the AFC North in the playoffs this year because of how well teams are playing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of uh, teams teams in that, that division that ain't going to make the playoffs, probably, the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, of course, if you haven't heard about the news, Dak Prescott uh, had successful surgery on his broken ankle. 
Um, and he will be out four to six months from the reports that I've heard more leaning towards the six months rather than four months. So what that pretty much state is that most likely his season is over. Um, and we talked about it in the group chat when it comes to should Dak went ahead and sat out this year. Should he had done the Emmett Smith situation where he sits out and the Colt Cowboys go on four and then we go ahead and pay you whatever you need to pay you to get your butt in here. But you said he shouldn't have. There's other people that, that felt like that he shouldn't have. and He did the right thing. And that's understandable. But this is the things that happen in a sport like this. There injuries happen. You just you don't know when. But everybody has gotten hurt from Tom Brady to Peyton Manning. To now Dak Prescott it is a part of the game. We hope, of course, he comes back 100% and plays even better. But the unfortunate thing now, now here's here's the here's the thing that is unfortunate, but you have to think about the business side of things. The Cowboys as a franchise just won. I know this sounds messed up and all that stuff, but you, now you don't have to pay him the big contract that you didn't want to have to pay him because if you wanted to, you already gave, him to, gave it to him, correct? Okay, so now you can franchise tag him for next year for about thirty some million dollars. He plays on the franchise tag because he pretty much has to, unless he want to go be a free agent somewhere. And then he's going to have to again play well, maybe get the Cowboys to a playoff to the playoffs, NFC Championship game type of situation to be able to earn his new contract. So Dak just set himself back two years now. Um. So so you feel like he should have sat out? I forgot what you. Said. Yeah. Um. I'm still. I, I, I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm gonna go back and forth. I, I feel like he sh- he did the right thing, but of course, like we said before, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And it was just a freak accident play by Logan Ryan of the Giants when it comes to the tackle. But I'll say this: when it comes to Dak, Dak, he did everything right leading up to that, doing what Jerry Jones wanted him to do when the, when it comes to the to the national anthem. Going out there, uh, helping out the young kids in the Dallas area, giving back to his his state of Louisiana, doing everything he needed to do to be a good boy to get his money. And guess what? He's not going to get the money that he wanted right now because if I, again, I feel like when you in that negotiating room, you have to be selfish. You have to be because you have to remember at the end of the day, if I get hurt, somebody going to replace me and they're going to keep on moving. So you have to make sure that you're taken care of, no matter what the fans say, no matter what the general managers say, no matter what anybody say. Because at the end of the day, when you are hurt and you sitting back at home on your on your lazy boy and, and people forgot about you, at least you know that you're taken care of and you could be able to live the rest of your life comfortably. So um, let me just say this. Dak Prescott was in a lose-lose situation no matter what happened because um, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, he should have held out. He should have waited. He could have got the money. Look, Deshaun Watson got got his money. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got the money, and then Deshaun Watson was able to follow up and get his money. Dak should have just sat out and got his money, right? Um, There were a number of problems with that, though, because if he sits out, Unlike a Le'Veon Bell, right? Unlike a left tackle, unlike a safety, whatever, this man plays quarterback. You are supposed to be the leader as the quarterback. You're supposed to be that guy that represents the franchise as the quarterback. 
a quarterback sitting out, people look at that differently than you look at a running back or a wide receiver. You're correct. Out, You're right? correct. So that is one thing that he takes a hit right then and there, right? Not to mention he already they already weren't trying to pay him that Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson money because if they wanted to pay him that, they had a perfect chance once Deshaun Watson got his deal set up to say, okay, we'll give you something around this region. This is what, you know, you're not Patrick Mahomes level. And remember, we had that argument a couple months ago where y'all are like, oh, don't put him in the same class. I was like, well, for the Cowboys, that's their franchise quarterback. They should find a way to work him in that in that pay structure. But they didn't. So um, for him, it's like, do I sit out and get a bad reputation now as a quarterback? People are going to say, oh, you selfish. You're not for the team. You're the quarterback. You're supposed to lead this, that, and the third. Or do I play and earn and, you know, on good faith, earn my money? Well, he played like a lot of people would say as a quarterback, he should have done. And unfortunately, he got hurt. For me, you will never get the money that you were supposed to get. I'm sorry to say it. He's not going to get that money. I know a lot of people feel like, oh, well, he did what he was supposed to do. Jerry needs to come through for him and pay him. And I believe Jerry Jones even came out and said, you know, oh, he's still our quarterback for the future. That's that's what I was just about to bring up. Christine said the exact same thing. But at the same time, let's be honest, they're not paying him that much. He's not going to get anywhere close to what he was going to get before this. Not to mention, um, I think he didn't sit out because of what he has behind him. You already alluded to him. Mr. Dalton. Dalton played pretty well. Yes. He has always been a really good quarterback. There were always questions. Let's not act like everybody was sold on Dak being the franchise guy. 100. 100. A lot of questions around Dak Prescott and whether or not he is a franchise quarterback. So for Andy Dalton to step in, if he plays well, it only – uh, to me, this is another Tyrod Taylor situation of where you unfortunately get hurt. Somebody steps in. It's not a rookie quarterback, but it's still a quarterback that can step in, start look, playing well, and then they're going to be like, fan. I mean, let's be honest. Some of these fans, well, right now you're saying Dak should get the money and they should be loyal to Dak. But if Andy Dalton starts slanging that thing and, you know, and win and go and win three games in a row, they going we good on Dak. We good. We we got Andy Dalton. It's Te- he a Texas boy too? Come on now, it's gonna turn real quick. So unfortunately for Dak, he he lost. Man, he lost big time with that injury. Um, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's getting his money. Uh, he may get franchise tag potentially. I don't even know if any dogs start winning games. I don't know if he get the franchise tag. Um, just being honest, Jerry likes to save money, so he likes to make money. More than he likes to make. He likes to make. He likes, money. He likes to make money. But I'll, I'll say this, and we'll wrap, we'll wrap this topic up and get to the next one. I'll agree with you when it comes to that's the reason why you can't sit out because you he knew that you bringing in anti Andy Dalton in the off season to where any slip up, all of a sudden I got a guy that can that can sling it. You know, like I said before, we got to this topic. Andy Dalton's not a He's an above-average quarterback, but because of the situation that he was in, we never got a chance to really see how good he can be. Here goes the opportunity. So let's see. Let's see. He he could really use this to catapult him into a better situation. We have to just wait and see. I'm excited. I'm excited. 
Sunday Night Football. I know I was excited for this game because I picked the upset and I was wrong yet again. And I was right. I told you last wrong week you were wrong for picking against Russell Wilson, and mm-hmm. here you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I think after that game, that game had just catapulted up, caught, catapulted him up to number one in the MVP standings after five weeks. Because I think Aaron Rodgers is behind him because of that type of game, being able to come back like that. I think that was a really good – for after five weeks, just five weeks right now, I think that he's number one, Aaron Rodgers number two, and uh, we can I'm add whoever else. i all the undefeated teams. Well, I guess because Aaron Rodgers didn't play this week, you really can't – yeah, I would agree. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't play this week, I'll go ahead and put Russell at number one because, you know, it's always um, what have you done for me lately. Pretty and much. I, that's what it is. With the way that he won that game, yeah, I would agree. He's probably number one in the MVP race. Um but remember, just, just after five game. weeks, just after five weeks, we'll see what happens in, in, in you know in ten more weeks from now. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um But I will say this, that boy he out there cooking, Russ out there cooking, and Christine says stop doubting Russ. Trust me, I'm not doubting I'm not doubting Russ. I just said this one game, this one game, again, this was an upset weekend for me. That's why I picked these upsets. It just didn't happen in, in exactly. Seattle. It was close. It was close. It was supposed to happen, but Russ came in with a nice, beautiful pass to DK Metcalf for the game winner. And um, speaking of uh, two, two, uh, speaking of DK Metcalf, another wide receiver, of course, for the Titans, uh, AJ Brown. These Ohio, these old Miss. I'm sorry, these old Miss wide receivers. I don't know what they were doing out there in Mississippi. They was out there getting strong, but they out here putting on performance out here in the NFL. I'll tell you Man, that. DK, uh, he stepped up big time, especially on that last drive. My goodness. That's a, that's like, a grown man right there. Ask for somebody to just step up and say, I want the ball. Get it to me. I don't care how you get it to me. I mean, he stepped up. He was running his routes. You could tell he wanted the ball oh, yeah. uh, at the end of that game. Uh, and with him and Russell – it looks good. Remember, Josh Gordon may be coming back sometime this season if they reinstate him. That's just another weapon to Russell's arsenal. Um, these Seahawks are real. They're One real. thing I will say, I will say this. I was wrong because I did say in the offseason, he did not know how to run routes because I didn't see him run routes compl- and the route right tree completely. Now. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But – to watch him run routes now, it is complete night and day. I don't know who worked with him, but whoever worked with him needs to get a raise. And DK Metcalf, oh my goodness, if he's able to have the full arsenal when it comes to running the routes, catching the ball, being physical, speed, he is that he is the generation to. Uh, I yeah, I agree with that. I actually agree. He's the generation to. He could be this generation's to. Um, it's, it's still early. Um, it I is, but this he could potentially be hindered by that offense only because um, how long do they stick with this? Let Russell slang it around, kind of thing. Uh, I mean, shit. If it take them to the Super Bowl, they gonna they gonna keep it going. I mean, but they've historically been a run heavy team. And they I, are, but but they have already stated that still run the ball, but they are able to trust because let's remember, let's remember, let's remember. When they were a run-heavy team just 10 years ago. Now, that was because Russ was a rookie, second-year, third-year player. They had Marshawn Lynch. They could ride Marshawn. They had a great defense. It was like we just talked about with Baker Mayfield and a couple other quarterbacks. It was don't mess up the game for us. So That's what it was, right? Now, I'm listening. 
I'm just let me ask you this real quick. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off and everything, but who do they have at running back right now? Chris Carson. Okay, Chris Carson. You had Marshawn Lynch before, and now you're mm-hmm. on Chris Carson. So I can see why you would adjust that offense. Can I ask you a question? We were talking about it before, and I was thinking to myself, like, what team needs a running back? Who would want to do that? Maybe on Bills to the Seahawks? Uh-oh. The question is more than anything, to be completely honest, more than anything is like we talked, like you talked about before. Will Le'Veon take a pay cut? Will they adjust? Will they find a way to meet, you know, meet in the middle with that? Um, hey, that could be a that's could be a destination to watch out for. Um, I mean, yeah, I would I would think to me that makes sense. I mean, Russell Wilson was their leading rusher, five carries for fifty eight yards. You had Chris Carson, eight carries, fifty two yards, and a touchdown. I mean, I'm just thinking you get a dynamic runner like Le'Veon Bell, also somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. You add that now, team. now, now linebackers and safeties have to play to run. You got to come up. So I now mean, it's one on one coverage on the outside. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary. That, that's the team. I didn't think about that before. That's my dark horse team, though. I think that he could potentially go there. Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's somebody to be like as a team to be on the look for because I definitely didn't think about that, but we'll definitely check that out in the future. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up this week five recap with Monday Night Football, the Chargers versus the Saints. And again, I went with the the upset and I picked the Chargers. I was close. I was close. I'm seeing the trend here. Hey, but I'll say this: you didn't know what nobody didn't see is the coming out party for Justin Herbert. Her- Herbert, nah, nah, nah. the, the coming out party because he balled out on Monday Night Football. And if you don't know about Justin, you better check out Justin because he hey. out here slanging the thing. And I think the L.A. Chargers have found their quarterback for the future. I disagree with you. Um, you said nobody saw that. I think I feel like both of us last week said that he was playing real well, that he had stepped in, he was doing the right things. I think we already knew that he was capable of this. I think we just didn't expect it on this big of a stage so early. But, I mean, he he is, he is that guy. I think he's their guy for the future. I think they need to continue to build some weapons around him. They need to get that defense better. Um, that's probably the biggest. Well, part. well, the defense is most of the guys are hurt. Yeah, it's uh, they're missing. They're missing a lot of guys on that defense. And before the season coming in, the, the secondary by itself was a scary secondary. And because of the injuries that they've had, I don't think the defense looks as good as they should. But everybody has to adjust. It is what it. No matter. Nobody feels sorry for you that you have injuries. No matter who you know what team it is. But. I'll say this. If Anthony Lynn can ride this ship and get him another year, I think Chargers, and, and we can recap this, this you know, these episodes, you know, for next year. I think the Chargers are going to be a serious contender in the AFC next year. Ah, I don't know. It's rough. The, the, the only thing that makes that rough for me is you were just giving big props to the Raiders. And then you still mm-hmm. got Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. Andy Reid in that mm-hmm. division. That division is that's, that's rough to get out of. That I'm not division. saying they're going to win a Super Bowl next year. I'm just saying that the Chargers are going to be a lot better next year. I know what you're saying. And we need to, you know, but uh, also as well too. We we can't we can't just automatically assume oh the Chiefs are going to win 12 13 games oh, every yeah, year. We don't yeah. know that. We don't know that yet. 
We don't we don't know what the Raiders what the Raiders are gonna how they're gonna be in two or three years. So every year, the you know, ever since now Tom Brady's left the Patriots, no team right now is certain to win automatic twelve games or automatic this and that. The Steelers, we don't we, we they they have questions coming into this season. Even though they're four and zero, we're gonna still have to wait and see how they the second half of the season plays out for them. Nobody, I think, coming into this season is just besides the besides the Chiefs with maybe twelve wins. It's just guaranteed. Oh, we know they're gonna win ten games. We know they're gonna win eleven games. We yeah, don't know. I, this season has already gone like ooh, ooh, we don't you know. So we have to wait and see how the, the rest of the season plays. But out. But that's my that's my point against. To me, that's my point against the Chargers is that they do have the Chiefs who that to me is the only team that I would say if I'm going in and you ask me who is a team that you think for sure has their division, I don't see anybody picking against the Chiefs in that division. Um, I can see the Chargers battling with the Raiders for second place, but you also got Drew Locke and Denver that they're not garbage they play well too so that division for me is like i feel like they're gonna beat each other up and then you know you may get a couple of those teams to get that one-off win against the chiefs but how do you survive that division it's it's like the nfc south for me like the I was going NFC, to say the exact same thing i was exactly what i said it's like the nfc south every like year it was a NFC division south, winner always yeah they always got a new division winner it's always mm-hmm. going like that and i feel like that's kind of what that division is going to be the nfc west to be honest though the division really that you really want to say that they kind of are because like you said if the raiders want to make a jump next year or something like that what that division could be it could be the AFC North when it comes to the Steelers and Ravens pretty much are the top two teams. They've been like that for the last 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now you have uh, you all and then you also have the Browns and the Bengals pretty much reviving for third spot. You know, in that division, you have the Chiefs and then maybe it could be the Raiders in the future. Who knows? Like I said, I'm talking about in the future. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, they could jump it up could, there. It could, yeah. But for right now, of course, I definitely understand the um, – I'm sorry, in the future, I could definitely understand the NFC South um, – um, representation because it could be a new division winner next year. Who knows? We have to just wait and see. But um, the Chargers, I think, are a very interesting team to stay on the lookout for because kind of like Miami Dolphins, this is a building year for them for next yep, year. Definitely. You feel me? We, we have to wait and see how they how they do in the draft, how they do in offseason, and we have to wait and see how these Chargers look because at the end of the day, where are they located? L.A. baby, that's a great that's a great city to live in. Great city to, for free agent uh, free agents to come. So it's not hard to find talent. They don't have fans though. They don't need fans to win games. Hmm. They no fans to win no games, son. I mean, but they go play some football. You kind of want the fans to be back. You do, it. but I'm just saying. Look, I say this. I say this. Fans fans gonna show up when you win. That's true. Okay then. So <laughs> you keep winning. You keep winning. They gonna show up. That's true, but hey, they got to start winning. Um, I think Anthony Lynn, he needs another year. He needs them to back him up for at least two more years. Um, and then, real quick, before we end this, uh, yes, sir. The Saints, um, they have not really impressed me this year. So, that that NFC South is wide open to me. I think it is a three-horse race between the Panthers, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. No, 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 no. I think the Panthers. I'm just. I'm sticking with two until the until the Panthers until the Panthers keep on winning. I'm sticking with two. I think it's a three horse race. Um, I think that they potentially could beat each other up to the point where they only get two teams in, if even that, because 
They NFC stack. NFC stack. Made, yeah, they may trade some of those uh, wins and end up hurting each other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I appreciate you, Ish, as always, for joining me for Week 5 NFL Recap. We'll be back, of course, next week. And we'll, and Ish and I will also be here tomorrow for our Kim Folkenham episode. See you yes, guys tomorrow, 9.30, on a Wednesday, on Hum Day. Appreciate you, Ish. See you next time. Yeah, appreciate it for having me, man. Already.